I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Fit Pro Radio. I'm super excited about today's interview, not only because it's someone that I look up to, but she's like, super famous but then also <laughs> a super great mom a really great friend she's a zumba education specialist slash, slash presenter a very big name in the zumba world if you will but she's also a podcaster and she does coaching and you're all around like somebody that i just fangirl over so hard like you've seen me in real life it's a miracle i'm not like it's good that we're not in person we're on zoom <laughs> Because if I was, I would just be like melting or crying or sweating. Oh, you're too. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. You are equally as fabulous and spreading your spreading your wings and spreading your joy to people. I love to see it. Oh, thanks. But I didn't even say your name yet. Oh, Kat Martin. There she is. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Tell us about yourself. Tell okay. all the things. Here's your, I want you to brag. I want you, you're not a bragging Ooh. person, but I want you to just try. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I am not a bragging person um, because, you know, I feel that everybody can get good at doing something if they just believe in themselves and learn how to channel that and just say like, I've got one shot at life. I'm going to, get as good at this as I possibly can. So um, I absolutely have loved my my journey in life and what has led me to, to starting to teach Zumba through my career with Zumba and um, kind of balancing like work life and mom life and expanding my wings in other areas. And uh, so I, I have been teaching Zumba for 13 years, almost 13 years, which is crazy. I see there's two things I've stuck with and it's marriage and Zumba. <laughs> I've been married for Very almost 19 thing. years. <laughs> and I mean, I've been a mom for 17 years, but you can't divorce or quit being a parent. So, um, and I've been teaching for 13 years and pretty soon into my teaching experience, I got hit with the ambition bug. Like all of a sudden it just clicked that the harder I work at this and truly being like in a teachable position where I'm really trying and like studying and really trying to get good, that the bigger my payoff will be. Like the harder I work, the bigger the results. And it was the first time in my life that that had happened where I really connected those two. And um, I... I saw a job application on zumba.com and I've been teaching for about a year and a half at this point. And I was just so in love with everything Zumba because what I loved about it is that yes, it's a fitness company, but like many fitness brands, we are a people company. Like I believe that Zumba is a people brand a people company that serves fitness and we serve fitness with happiness and smiles and yes, results, but we are a people focused business. And, uh, right when I, I started working for Zumba about a year and a half into my teaching experience. And I went to a convention and it almost seemed like the stars aligned because at that time they were looking for, they were going to release a new set of DVDs, consumer DVDs. And I ended up bumping into somebody and I was like, yo, how does, how do people pick presenters for this convention? I was truly just curious, like, wow, it would be amazing to push myself to get good enough to even be in a position where I'd ever even be considered to teach at this. Cause I just love that energy. And I, the first even session I went to, I could just feel like just something like changed in me. And I, uh, 
the guy that I said, who, who picks, like, who does all these things? He's like, well, actually I do. I'm looking for new people for a consumer DVD. And I was like, well, Hey, nice to meet you. What do I got to do? What do you need? What are you looking for? Pick me. And I ended up auditioning for that consumer DVD. And I somehow got that part. I remember being terrified because I was all by myself. Um, I flew to Miami and auditioned and it was essentially me and the creator of Zumba. He gave me a CD and said, uh, choreograph something and come back tomorrow and show me. And that was the first of many times where uh, I chose to believe in myself rather than focus on all the reasons why it shouldn't work out for me. Like they say, confidence beats competence. And I am the living proof of that because I actually don't feel that there's plenty of people more qualified to do everything I've done in my career. And, uh, I just, I just didn't want to look back and wonder why I didn't believe in myself because that is something only I can give myself. That's a gift only I can give myself. Nobody can force that on me. I have to channel that myself. And within that DVD came a, I think I was on like 15 different TV shows, all promoting Zumba. And it was after the big market crash. So they were trying to get the word out about Zumba again, like, hey, a lot of companies didn't survive this, but Zumba, we did. <laughs> and I think I've taught in over 60 different countries. And it's just crazy because what I initially was teaching for was just to get out of the house. I had a very colicky baby. My second baby was very colicky. And I needed something to just help me feel successful because I didn't feel I was being successful as a mom because when your baby's crying all the time, it's very hard to step out of that and feel successful. And it has been the ride of my life. I've absolutely loved what I've been able to do with Zumba, the opportunities, the places I've seen in the world and uh, people I've been able to connect with through this dance fitness, Latin-based dance fitness cardio routine. It's been wild. No, that's amazing. And I love, and I love that. I feel like every time I interview somebody, we always find out that like fitness chose us. Yeah. Because it's like, and, and the places and like you said, the places it will take you, the people you connect to, and also the growth. If you oh, allow yeah. it, yeah. Like the growth that comes from it is just mind blowing. I never planned to be in fitness either. I mean, my, it's like a very different situation, right? <laughs> Compared to that. But, but still, it's like, I don't think I would have ever found the fulfillment, the joy, yeah. the connection, the friends that I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't for Zumba specifically, but yeah. then like also fitness as a whole. But I love that. Thank you for sharing. You really I feel like, tell me. I feel like group fitness is the adult version of elementary school playground. True. Because in elementary school, you have all these people to choose from, you know, and you change classes and you have new people to choose from. And it's just like this smorgasbord of people. And then you grow up and the people that you see, that circle becomes smaller. And you only see the people like on the cubicle on the left and right of you or, or your family. And uh, I, I didn't realize I needed that. I didn't realize I needed that because I have, I have friends that I'd grown up with, but then all of a sudden you start teaching mm -hmm. and you don't teach because you feel that you're the best. You teach because all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I guess I could do that. I'll teach. Maybe I want to earn a little extra money or I want to get out of the house or it'll keep me in shape. But what you find is lifelong friends because all of a sudden you are, you're connecting people with people again. No, and I love that you even said a playground, like of all the things you could compare it to, because I feel like the, the older I get, the more I realize, the less I play, the yeah. less I have fun, the less yeah. I, I, I think we just get so busy. Yeah. So being able to go into a place that is safe, that has mm -hmm. great people, like you said, lifelong friendships, but then also that we can just let go for an hour and just be like our like funny, hilarious, yeah. and like playful selves that we don't get to be all the time. Oh, it's the best. No, it is. And it's, I feel like it's so necessary. I always 
I'll kind of laugh because within Zumba, you know, like there's, it, it helped me break out of my shell a little bit more because you kind of grow up and you get a little serious and you got bills and you've got responsibilities and, and then all of a sudden what you're doing, especially in, a, in an instructor position is you're trying to let other people let loose. Mm-hmm. So you're showing them like, Hey, I'm willing to make a total fool of myself in front of all of you. So surely you got to feel comfortable doing it yourself. And so then, you know, that leads to like a theme party or a costume, this or that for a Halloween class that you're going to teach. And I always tell my husband as I'm like leaving the house in a costume, as I do these like classes throughout the year, I'm like, you did not marry a boring woman. Look at me in this hideous outfit. You'll never be able to say I was boring. But you literally, though, if you guys don't follow Cass on Instagram, like her Halloween posts are my favorite, like the afros. Oh, I have so much fun. If it's not including a wig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we don't have a wig on, we ain't doing it right. We ain't doing it right. (laughs) I even had a total side note, but I had a friend being like, I don't know how people like teach with their hair down. And then I see people like Cass teaching in like full garb and wig. I'm like, how How are you breathing? I'm like, yeah, no, you just let it go. Have a wig on Oh, I'll deal with that later. (laughs) I'll deal with that later. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Thank you for all of that. Um, I'm super excited to dig into like the meat of this episode. Um, For those listening, like this is such a treat. And, and if you haven't done Zumba, or if you haven't done Zumba in a class with Cass, or Mm. whether it's virtually or whether it's in person, it's such a different experience. And what's cool about it, at least for me, is that the experience is always magical. I've never been to one of your classes and been and left being like, hmm, dang it, wish it would have been like a better class. (laughs) Like every single time I leave elated and being like, are we, that's it? The whole hour is gone. Um, And so I wanted to, to tap into your brain and, and share with our listeners, like, how do you create that experience? And um, I was kind of telling you before, off the air, but I had an instructor come to me and she was like, so I'm at this thing. I went to this event and we have these like bigger name presenters. And I just decided I was tired. So I just stood in the back and there were probably like 80 of us. Um, but throughout the class, I just felt like I couldn't see anything, but it wasn't really fun because it didn't really look like the instructor cared or saw me. It was yeah. like them showing off. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, which was probably fine. But, and I was like, no, that's not not fine. It's not not what it's about. And even, and in this certain situation, it's, it was an instructor teaching other instructors. And so I said, I'm so sorry. That was your experience. She's like, no, it wasn't bad. And I'm like, no, let me tell you though, Mm -hmm. about what it's supposed to feel like. And so I told her about the Zuma convention, which I got to go to the Zuma convention for my 10 year anniversary of being an instructor, which was so magical. It was like the most, everything fell into place. I had to be there and it worked out beautifully. Um, and you were saying that there were like eight, 8,000 people at this yeah. event and we're never, I don't know, like there's, yeah, the fitness class, the fitness concert where everyone's there together. But for the most part, you're still teaching when you do the individualized workshops. It's still like 500 people or more. And even in the fitness concert with all the thousands of us there, even in this other class was over with hundreds of us there. Yeah. I remember feeling like seen, important, Mm. part of the experience. It didn't matter who the presenter was, but of course I went mostly to like you and Steve and you. For, so, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be amazing anyway. But um, I just remember like that feeling and yeah. leaving being like, I felt seen and it didn't matter where I stood in the room. I felt like this was a magical experience just yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, it felt, even if you didn't even know I was there, it's almost like I felt your eye contact. I felt the connection and I felt like I didn't want it to end. Yeah. And I, and I remember like recounting this to this instructor being like, that's what we want to create. Yeah. Whether it's two people or 2000 people, we want to be able to have that, that feeling in all our participants that they feel like I, I felt seen, I feel successful and I don't want it to end. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think you nailed that because what's funny is my first class or one of my first classes, I actually had two people and it was my mom and this guy, Joe Flores. 
my mom had to be there. So essentially I can only really count it as like one person was there. And I realized very early on that it matters so much how you make people feel because you're the people there. If you're an instructor listening, they are your marketing. No amount of flyers or fancy posts or videos or whatever it is will be more powerful than somebody's word of mouth. So I desperately needed them, these two people, my mom and Joe Flores, to come again and to bring more people. So in that, you also have to teach a class that makes them feel successful. Because if they feel frustrated, they're not going to spread the word. If it's very difficult, they also don't spread the word because they're just not sure that their friends are going to like it. They, for a lot of people, you know, I want somebody to come to my class for the first time ever taking a Zumba class or a group fitness class and to feel successful. And so I teach like the group is brand new and not like in a patronizing way, but in like rocket, however you want, you come as long as you're moving, you can twirl in a circle for the hour for all I care. You're in the right place. It's the energy that you're coming for. It's, I think that in fitness classes, people often come for an emotional reason because it's a stress relief. They get to see their friends. They feel happy. They feel energized. It's not about calories burned. So my focus early on became if I focus on them, their success and their happiness or the energy within that hour, surely they're bound to tell people about it. And slowly my numbers throughout the years would get bigger and bigger. And it has never been about me. I think one of the best things about teaching is that in Zumba, we face our students. So I'm not looking at myself. I have no idea what I look like. I am very willing to let loose so that they feel that they have permission to let loose. Um, I try and... I really try and cater it to them. And I'm always trying to look at different parts of the room, you know, like the back row, the sides, right in front of me in the middle to see how everybody is doing because truly each person in that room matters. And I'm grateful that they're there. Um, My sister, she and I were talking and she's like, oh yeah, I ran into this student. You know, I think it was the day before at the grocery store. And it was just, it was such a a weird kind of encounter. And she told me this wild story. And I was like, yeah. And isn't it cool that like, we need her. We need her and we, and she needs us. And it's kind of this like beautiful connection that you have with people where they're coming to feel free for an hour. And like your objective is to make them feel free for an hour because life does not play favorites. It doesn't give you a free pass card. And so the people, they might be in like the throes of their darkest days. And I have taught when I have been, like when my dad died of brain cancer, that was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And the last thing I actually felt like doing was going and being in a position where I needed to cheer somebody up. Because I didn't feel cheery at all. And I just stopped and I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on whoever is there. Whether it's two people, 20 people, 120 people. And I'm just going to focus on them and their experience. And it has been, it's been the greatest gift in my own life. And that is what I do the same. It's almost the same. Uh, My objective is always the same, whether I'm teaching at home, doing virtual classes, because I teach three classes a week from home, whether I'm teaching at the gym in my hometown, which I teach twice a week, or if I'm teaching in a different country where I can't even really communicate with words, but then in that experience, we can connect. We can connect with energy. We can connect by, hey, we are people 
both trying to survive what life throws at us. And this is our time to feel free of that. Um, I take cueing very seriously in my teaching because I think that we are the class's GPS. Yeah. Like we, we are the ones who know what direction we're going. And if we're not leading them, it's like you plug in an address on your GPS on your phone and it's like, directions to St. George. And then that's it. There's no map. There's no uh, words. There's no directions. And if we go into a class and all we do is hit play, then we are leading, we are leaving our students without any idea of what they're supposed to do next. Mm -hmm. So I really try and focus on how can I make this more obvious for them to know what's coming next? How can I make them anticipate this move or have that a smoother transition or if it's a long, long room and there's, you know, a hundred people or 3000 people, how do I make sure the back row is going to see this change or this direction? And so the bigger the group, the maybe the longer I'll hold, I'll hold a move because I know that they can't see me as well. I know my cues need to be way bigger because I can't guarantee that they can see me. Or that they're not, you know, I can't guarantee that they're looking at me that very second. So just through the years, I've been trying to, you know, I just every class is just a little bit different. And uh, I do think that confidence is huge in, in teaching and making people feel when you are confident in yourself. Now, I'm not talking ego because ego is a very, very different energy feeling and yucky. When you feel confident, like, hey, I, I'm prepared. I know my music. I know what I'm doing. I'm wearing the right outfit to be able to help me move and groove. I got my spandex on. And you walk in like, hey, I'm qualified to deliver a good class to you. It gives people permission to be confident in themselves. And I, that is what I truly try and give because it sounds like if I'm, if I'm like recounting the story that you told, it's like, it sounds like that girl is there at that event. And those instructors are more interested in impressing mm -hmm. rather than expressing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm never trying to impress somebody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm always trying to express how happy I am being in that moment with them. Because the truth is that also is my hour of relief from my stressful world. So yes, I have to prepare in advance. I've got to be on my A game while I'm teaching. But if I'm expressing why I like seriously love this song and it moves me and I'm loving sharing this moment with these people, then that is a very attractable, like law of attraction will work in your favor when that's what you're giving to them. Mm -hmm. And it's never been about look at me. And I really get a bad taste in my mouth when I go to a class and it is about look at me. Cause I'm like, no, I want to, as a student, I want to look at myself in the mirror and see how <laughs> I'm doing it right. You know? So you want your students to be able to let loose and feel free and, and do that. And, and that's why I still show up after all these years. And I don't always feel like going, but I always feel like staying. Once I get there, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I do this all the time. Because it is that connection and energy and the gratitude for that moment and for them showing up and, and giving that energy to you as the instructor. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable. The instructor is one person giving a lot of energy out. But what they see is a lot of smiles, a lot of faces. I mean, even if it's five people, that's a lot, that's a lot bigger percentage than you one person. You've got five students now smiling at you, giving you energy, fueling you. And uh, so instructors, like, we're almost in the better position. We got to prepare more, but we take home a lot more than our students probably do a lot of the time just by them and their participation. Absolutely. I want to go back and touch on um, even when you were talking about confidence 
and queuing, but I'm like, oh, there's so much. But um, when you were talking about confidence, I think you're right. It makes a huge difference when we can be that GPS. When yep. we can walk into a, a room being like, you can, I can lead work you. out, I'm going to leave yeah. you, and we're going to get there together. Um, and then also, I think even when you can make a mistake, like if you mess up, when you mess big, up, when you mess up, because we all do, <laughs> yeah, we all will. You can still do so confidently and like laugh yeah. at yourself and keep it going. And then I think that even unconsciously teaches everyone there, like I can make yeah. mistakes, laugh at myself yeah. and keep going. Yeah. It's like, there's so many beautiful aspects to group fitness that we get to be in the driver's seat or yeah. like the GPS seat, if you will. I like, I love all these analogies, but it's so true. And then also when you were talking about queuing, I feel like, that's something that the more I've been in my position as a manager of group fitness, mm -hmm. I realized how underrated queuing is yeah. and how, how much people miss out on a, on a great experience because there's just not that preparation yeah. outside of like queuing. Everyone's like, Oh, they'll get the choreography. Like we do it a lot of times, the same thing over and over when it's like, Oh, oh that's like nails on a chalkboard. For I know. You're like, like, no, do not say that. <laughs> that actually is a mentality. That's not a growth mentality. Yeah. Not if at you all. don't cue and you assume that everyone's just going to learn it over time. Well, what happens when it's that person's first time? Exactly. And you have to also consider, like, I get very excited and passionate about this because when your students go home, what they tell their friends is very important. And if they tell them, oh, I love my class. It's super fun. Super high energy. Uh, but I think you might need to start with another class before you come to my class because it's kind of harder to follow. You should do a different Zumba class first. Okay. What? <laughs> That's not, you're not creating an environment for growth. You want every single person to go and be like, it was great energy. I loved it. It's so fun. And they lead you. So even if it's your first time, like, don't worry, she's going to cue you. Mm -hmm. He's going to cue you. He's going to lead you. It's like the first time you're in a new city and your friend has been there so many times and they can just show you everywhere to go. You just feel so confident. And it's not about how they look. You don't care what their outfit is. You don't care what they look like. You don't care what size they are. You don't care what their hair looks like. You care that you feel, you feel safe with them. You feel guided. You feel like, oh, somebody's in charge. And you're not looking to all the other people for like, oh, is this what we're supposed to do? You're looking at that one person who is in charge. Or and like you don't want to have that person that's looking around being like, everyone knows the moves. I don't. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, exactly. Way worse. I think. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. I cut you off. And they don't want to feel like, yeah, they want to come in and feel like, oh yeah, this is great. I can, I belong here. Yeah. And, uh, I love that there's a lot of diversity in our classes, different ages, lifestyles, weights, heights, whatever. It's like, People are coming from, it's not a cookie cutter uh, look in the class. And I've loved that because I've, I've learned so much about just different people's life experience by just them coming and talking a little after class. I mean, you're, you're really creating like an environment for them. And it's almost like you have to, I've, I've often said that I've become a nicer person through teaching group fitness. <laughs> Because people expect me to show up as happy, positive cats. So I have to do that. Like I got to show up every day as that because I pretty much teach every day. Mm -hmm. And that has helped that to be like way more my default mode just because I've practiced it over time where my, so now my perspective is a lot more outward of like, I realize how how infectious good energy is because I've seen it in my class. And then I take that and I can, you can see that in the grocery store or with your family. And there's, this is why, like when my mom was trying to convince me to be a group fitness instructor, I didn't know all this. Mm -hmm. I thought it was more about like, everyone's going to be looking at me. I don't feel confident. I don't want people looking at me. I don't want to put the time in. I don't want to put the effort in. So I really like, I, you know, brushed it off for years and years. And when I was going through a really hard time as a mom and she was like, I really think you should teach. I think you would really like it. And I was like, 
fine, I'm desperate. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> and it has been like the biggest life-changing thing I've ever done. And I, I think that as a whole, people think it's different than it is because you you just, you benefit so much. If you're willing to put the time in to be prepared, you benefit so much by, by being kind of like a uh, catalyst for confidence in other people because when they're nailing the song because you've cued it well, you know it, like you can just see that energy in them. In fact, uh, what's funny is, a high school boyfriend, his mom comes to my class. And I never, I didn't really think, like, I didn't know if she liked me or not. It was like some people's parents are like, mm, oh, they're digging me. And some people's parents, <laughs> you just don't know. Well, I didn't know about her. So she started coming and she's come to my class now for years. But uh, I was talking to her in the bathroom one time as we were getting ready for class. And she said, this is so good for me at my age. So she's in her 70s. And she said, for me to have something that, that pushes my memory, yeah. it makes me feel so confident. And I'm, I get very proud of myself when I remember what's coming next or when I can see what's coming next and I'm like doing the move. And I was like, that's brilliant. I love that. It, it is very all encompassing, you know, and it's not about doing it right. Uh, my mom, as I said, she was a fitness instructor and I would hear her kind of beat herself up like, oh, I messed up so much on this. And I'm like, mom, nobody even cares. Nobody. Like cares. truly nobody cares. They care when they see you care. And then all of a sudden, just like you said, it's almost like this subconscious, like oh, there's a right way or there's a wrong way where if you just let it, if you just let it roll off your back, like, oh, no big deal. I mess up in front of all these people, but they don't care and I don't care. It's okay. Not you don't care as in it's okay. Yeah. Cause you should care. You don't want to come on. <laughs> like, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a different thing. Like, I don't care if I can do it or not. Like you want to come prepared, <laughs> but you expect you have managed your expectations on, of course you're going to mess up and it's okay. And that also then gives you permission to mess up in the real world. Yes. That mistakes are okay. Not getting it right the first time is okay. Not having everybody like you is okay. Because I have some, I always tell people like, you're going to like me, love me, hate me, want to come to every class, want to come home in my trunk and live with me. <laughs> like there's a whole range of how you're going to feel about me. Um, and it's all okay. I don't have to be, I don't have to be liked by everybody. And um, I hope to connect with as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think, and I think you're, I, I'm like, I don't even have anything to add to that. Cause that was all amazing. Um, I want to ask what is prep that you've done outside of class to kind of get to this point? Because I feel like you don't ever want to jump in as like, I certified last week. I know all the things Yeah, let's get this going. Like, I feel like I've been doing group fitness now for 11 years, 11 and a half years. And, and every single time I learn whether I'm teaching something, whether yeah. I go to a new training, because I try and do certifications and trainings very frequently, because I feel like you just can't learn enough. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you don't, you don't ever want to get to a place where you stop improving or you think yeah. you know it all. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just a, a learning addict. I love it so much. But because I feel like there are some people that aren't that way, like what? What would you say to them? And what is some prep that you do outside yeah. of class? Because like you've been doing this for a long time, but you still do that preparation. Like, like you mentioned, you do virtual trainings or you yeah. have virtual classes. And even in those, like you don't have a single person in the room. Oh yeah. Everyone watching the screen feels like she sees me. I have to like do my <laughs> best. Um, but that doesn't come just naturally. You know, I feel like, I mean, some, it could. But I feel like it's something that we also have to work on to be yeah. like positive cast, to be ready for, for all of this. So yeah, what is some stuff that you've done? So, you know, you? when I first started teaching, 
they give you like instructor videos for you to learn how to be an instructor because being a student is very different than being an instructor. And I took those like my college course of Zumba. <laughs> I put it on a big screen. I would do it in slow motion. I put a mirror next to the TV because I like these, these moves were not natural to me. And in fact, in the training itself, the Zumba training, I felt like I was like in a body cast. She's like, move your hips. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they move like I didn't realize I just could not move my body like that. So I really knew that I wanted to learn and I wanted to be very teachable. So even when I was hired for my education position with Zumba, I mean, one of the things I said in the interview was like, I am very teachable. Like I will continue to push myself to learn because I think knowledge is power and knowledge is power. As long as you use that knowledge, <laughs> just knowing it is not going to get you anywhere. But, um, the more that I know the song, the more I know, the more natural my cues are going to come. So my learning method, as far as like song for song is I listen to a song. So many times I hate the song. <laughs> on repeat in my house when I'm doing dishes or carpool or when I'm traveling like I'm listening to that song over and over and over again so musically I know it then I write it out on a piece of paper and I write out how the order is played it's something you learn in the training but I've done it for every single song I've ever taught for 13 years straight wow. because I'm the one who's getting paid to do the work like this to be prepared so that I can deliver that to my students so I write it out. Uh-huh. Say it one more time. Oh, so I write it out. <laughs> it again. What did you say? Oh, sorry. I'm like, I ruined the moment. Killed the vibe. No, no you did it. You did it. I my <laughs> I can hear my daughter. So all of a sudden I was like, whoosh. Things are coming in both ears now. Say it again for me. <laughs> no. If you can just repeat, who's the one getting paid to yes. do the work? Yeah. yeah. As fitness instructors, like some people will, they will almost be like, oh yeah, I just listened to this car or I listened to this song in the car and I'm going to teach it. And I'm like, why would you ever do that to yourself? Like <laughs> you as the instructor, you're the one who's getting paid to do the work, to deliver that information to your students. Their job is to show up. Your job is to do all the back work. Yeah. And so I will listen to a song a million times. Then I write it out. Then I check as I'm listening to it again, like, did I get the right order? Then if I'm either learning a routine, then I know when the music breaks are so I can watch for like the cues and what they're doing. If I'm making it up myself, then I know how to like make those transitions better from one section to the next. Um, and then I practice it and then I practice it again and I practice it with the cues. And some songs don't take very long. Mm -hmm. My method, some songs are very like musically intrinsic where it just like happens and you can learn it very fast. Some songs have a lot of different parts and there's not really like an indication of when the next part comes. So some songs take more prep. Some songs are a little faster. But the reason I'm doing all the work is because I'm the one who's getting paid. And so it doesn't really matter if I'm not feeling that well that day. Like I'm the one who's getting paid and your students love you, but they want you to deliver the class that they came for. Yeah. And, uh, my prep, when it's a big event, I have to make sure that I take care of me. I don't feel like it's selfish. I think that it is selfish. Like I got to take care of me so that I can deliver what people came for. Yeah. And so I get sleep. I make sure I'm in the right headspace right before I go on stage. I have to have like a downtime away from people because oftentimes if it's a big event, I'm with the host and there's like great energy. They're excited. I'm excited, but I can't just go from like <laughs> straight to the stage. I have to have a moment and I listen to my playlist, like not all the way through, but I make sure like the dynamics of the songs are good. That it's going to be not even like a good workout experience, but also a good emotional experience. I want songs to be like fun and soulful and like hit it hard and then emotional. And I want to kind of take them on this journey throughout the class. Um, but I think that I always keep my students 
as the, the forefront of my prep and trying to make sure that as I'm teaching them, I'm looking at them and I'm like, is this working? Is this not working? Maybe this crowd can't do as much like arms and legs at the same time. Okay, so I'm going to modify that. Maybe they can't see my feet very well. So I need to add in more arm variations or maybe uh, they can't, like whatever it is, I'm always trying to adapt, making sure that I can deliver the best experience for them. Yes, that's what it's about. And I remember, I don't know if you said it or if Steve um, said it. And I keep saying Steve. We're essentially the same person. We're basically one. And Seriously. <laughs> like looking in a mirror, but being a man. <laughs> I love you and I love him and I love you both. Together. And we're going to come back on the podcast together. We're doing it. Um, but I don't know which one of you said it, but basically, yeah, you're the same person amazingly, mm -hmm. but saying movement, what was it? Motion creates emotion. Yep. That I, was Steve. Was it Steve? Oh, uh huh. Okay. Everyone look up Steve Boot. He's amazing. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. But it's true. Motion um, creates emotion. And yes, that's why I want to take them on like this emotional experience because you, as you're moving through it, you actually can release a lot of like stress sadness anxiety like it's a very like can be very therapeutic too yeah well i remember even remember during like the shutdown last year um for those who are not in familiar with zumba they did the zumba convention but virtually and i remember feeling like this is awesome at yeah first i was like well it's gonna be kind of weird it's like at home it's not the same um especially with the previous year being like oh yeah all that energy it was amazing but still it was what was amazing to me was like, that was a great time for me to like suppress a lot of emotions because I was trying yeah. so hard to show up for yep. my job, my children becoming like overnight every role. Yeah, it was very hard. And I remember um, in one workshop, I probably was Steve's like ABBA workshop that he said that and it's ABBA. So how can you be upset? But there was like at one point that it was like such a happy song. I totally broke down. Oh, yeah. Just ugly crying but yeah. it felt so good to like for the yeah. first time in that whole time you know yeah. this whole space of weirdness to just like feel things yeah and I and that also just changed the game for me when it came to my playlist being like yeah. maybe like I, I used to make playlists like let's go hard and let yeah. people, like calories. yeah calorie burn and I learned it's like that's not what it's about just like you're yeah. saying it's like more about taking them on this ride letting them feel the feelings of like joy and then work and then yep. like, Oh, I haven't felt this emotion. What is this in my body and letting it come through and yeah, taking that time to, to really tune into what they need. Yeah. And that's hard. How do you do that? Like when it comes to, I mean, besides watching everyone, cause you're really good at looking at everyone. Yeah. I think, I think just trying to add as much variety it's not about my favorite songs. It's trying to add in enough variety that I'm hoping that everybody at least at one point's like, oh, that's my jam. And if somebody comes up and says, oh, you know, I didn't really like that new song as an instructor, it's like, what? But really, <laughs> like, oh, that's perfect because that brought in a different emotion from you. And that actually could have been somebody's favorite song because I've had that within a class. It's somebody's favorite. They love this song. They didn't like this song. It's always like contradicting opinions. Mm -hmm. So you have to just let people have their own opinion. But uh, the more variety I can offer, and it's not always what is my favorite, it's what I'm hoping they can connect with. Yeah. And what is, what would you say, like, how do you find that space in yourself to connect with so many people like like you said before big events you you take silence mm -hmm. silent times but I think it's amazing like even going back to your story of your sister Emily mm -hmm. in the grocery store yeah it's like we we get to this point that even if we've never spoken face to face because there we always have those students that like come late oh yeah early. they're purposely avoiding you <laughs> yeah, they always avoid you but still yeah. sometimes you run into them at the grocery store and they talk to you and they share things. I feel like that's been my favorite part of group fitness is like yeah. the emotional connection that people feel with us as instructors, yeah. even if they don't really know us, yeah. but they feel so safe and comfortable with us. So what are things that you've done 
in your time because you probably get that a ton like I even remember seeing you at convention and like feeling guilty wanting to say hi to you I'm like (laughs) you live like right next to me kind of like I Um, I I shouldn't be taking this time away from people and you just had mobs and lines like how do you how do you protect your energy but still have that space to connect with people during class after class you know, that, that's a tricky thing to, to figure out. And it's not always the same mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes you have this event and you're fully rested and you're not having an international flight or, you know, there's like other emotional heaviness that sometimes you wear as just in life. Um, and I just try and I, it all kind of comes back to trying to be grateful for them because part of why I'm like enjoying that great event is for them showing up. And if I don't connect with them, they won't want to come back. Uh, I haven't always gotten that right. There've been times where somebody like managing their expectations is hard and they thought they were going to come up and they were going to have all this time with me. And maybe I had to be rushed off to another class. And so they're upset that I didn't get to take the picture or didn't get to come, um, connect quite how they wanted but it kind of goes back to especially a convention like I'm very very protective over who I spend the most time with because energy is very very infectious you have to you have to and I have to be able to also more more um as the as I traveled more I had to kind of have that downtime with just me to be kind of in that quiet in that quiet um, can I grab Beverly and bring her yes. back up here? Okay. Cause Absolutely. she is, she is, she, she's a little, upset. she's on, she's out of the kit down there. I'm going to grab her real fast. Cool. Perfect. And action. Action. Okay. I won't keep you for long because we have baby oh, Beverly. Okay. Everyone say hello. <laughs> so I am back. I had to grab my baby and she is. She's sitting now eating a snack. So she's very, very happy. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about, as I just went down and grabbed her, that that has been probably one of the harder things of my career is when I go and do events in different countries and you have to deliver the best experience you can for them. And they don't know what your schedule is. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't even think that you have a schedule outside of them. Oh yeah. And most of the time that's actually, that is real where they're like, you are here and I want to pack all these things in and I'm going to pick you up for breakfast and we're going to do lunch and then we're going to do a tour and then you're going to do the event. (sighs) And so I've had to really get more in tune with me And like my first few years at convention, I just ran ragged. Like I didn't get any sleep. We were up giggling because my friends would be there. My sister was there. And uh, as my schedule, the busyness increased, I had to just find that balance of like, okay, I need to make sure I'm giving the right amount of energy to my family because I didn't want to look back and say my career sapped my energy and I didn't have enough to give to them. Yeah. They've always come first. I make sure that that is like nice and fueled uh, before I go to these events. And that's where I really need to just kind of keep, keep in mind what I, what I want to deliver in the experience. And so then I kind of need to manage the day accordingly because, um, because I want, I do want to make sure that everybody feels that appreciation that I have and, and uh, kind of reminding yourself of when you first started and like, just not wanting that newness to go away. And this is something that like can be applied to relationships can be applied to like the other day I was telling my sister, Emily, I was like, I never want to forget what a good baby Beverly is. Like, I don't want it to become so normal that I forget to appreciate it. And that, and that also is very true about your spouse, about yourself, about your life, your house, instead of looking at all the things that you want to repair. It's like, oh yeah, I remember moving in this house and it being just like, 
the best. I don't want to lose that feeling. And that goes with teaching group fitness, no matter how big the stage is, not forgetting like what, what you love about it, not forgetting what you gain from it. Because a lot of people go through like burnout and they, they just want to throw in the towel and that right there can maybe help you not stop doing this thing that you love. Maybe you need to switch. Maybe you need to switch times. Like I've taught all different times, um, all different locations. And some have really been amazing and some have kind of sucked. And I teach those for a few years and I don't teach there anymore. <laughs> but trying to remember that reason of like why I love it and and who I've become because of it. And that that helps me stay present with it. I think to being able to say no when to say no. Yep. I feel like there are a lot of brand new instructors. Um, and I know I did it too. Like when there's an event, when there's a fundraiser, when there's a million classes that you can go to and try yeah. and crash. Yeah. And, and I feel like that totally fast forwards any opportunity for burnout. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. because you're not taking that space. You're not taking that opportunity to, like, breathe and sit into, like you said, like, why why I love it in the first place. It becomes more of a, like, it's just happening so frequently. Yeah, and it's like a rat race. Like, oh, I have to say yeah. this. I have to say yes to this. I have to say yes to this. And you don't. You got to say yes to you. And that is what will give you longevity. Yeah. I know. I always feel sad when I see these instructors that like have been in the game for maybe six months to a year and they're like, I just can't do it anymore. And it's, and it's so sad because it's something that can bring so much joy yeah. with, with boundaries. We love that. Especially, you know, as you're, I always look at it like a rocket and like the amount of energy to get a rocket into space is like the energy and the fuel and all the preparation. It takes so long. But then it does get to a point where like it drops the heavy casing and it'll get into that orbit and you don't have to work as hard to deliver the same results. Like I was telling you, my prep time has gone down more and more. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and but if you quit as you're just getting there, you don't really have that reward of like, oh, finally, I'm like in a routine. I'm in a groove. I got this. I have people who are coming like without me reminding them <laughs> I'm not related to every one of my students I had that for a long time like okay half the people are here are relatives but not everybody all right I can do this there's one new face yeah at least one new person so yep it's true it's a it's a mind game but life is a mind game and the more you can the more you can uh, get mental endurance and mentally in shape that will everything else will fall into place yes so what is like just because i know that you have a lot of stuff going on and also again shout out to baby beverly for being so awesome with us she's a really good baby like she's oh, really she's good <laughs> she is the absolute sweetest baby ever I think that's the longest I've ever heard her cry. I'm sure she was like, where is my mom? Sorry, I did the podcast. No, you're Gotta wait. It's okay. No. And now she's with us, so we're not even mad. Right. Yep. Um, but I did want to ask for, like, final thoughts. if Because we, we covered a lot. And I, like, really wish that I could just, like, take you, you know, like you said, put you in my trunk, bring you home. <laughs> and then just, like, <laughs> that sounded so creepy when I said it. Versus oh, I love it. I'll come. <laughs> But it was like but, some snacks or a mom like, surviving <laughs> all the things. But I I know that over your your time and over this time that we've had, we've covered so much, and you have so much knowledge and experience, and you've seen it both as the instructor and then as the other side, like preparing instructors to yeah. be instructors. Yeah. What is something that you would leave these instructors that were that we're speaking to today? What is what is like their takeaway? What is something that you would hope that they would take away from this, learn and practice on their own? Um, a couple of things come to mind. A lot of things come to mind because there's just been so many things that I've, that I've learned uh, through the years. But 
I think that your, your thoughts, like truly understanding that your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions create your actions. And to kind of check yourself before you wreck yourself with your thoughts, because you can walk into a class and especially a lot of times when you're starting, you're substituting a class. Yes. And I see this often where they're already getting into the mind space of like, oh, they're not going to want me. They'd rather have their teacher. This isn't going to be fun. You're like already telling yourself that it's going to be a disaster. So then you walk in and your emotions are reflecting that because on like a cellular level, when you think something, it releases a hormone to make you feel in accordance to how you think. So if you're thinking it's going to be a disaster, it's exactly what it's going to be because you're going to feel that you're going to express that through your body language. You're going to express that through your, just your overall energy. And then you wonder why you're not getting the results you want. So what you say inside your head as you're prepping your class, as you're driving to your class, um, work on what is going well. I remember my few, you know, the first few months of teaching, I actually like every single time it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I survived that. And I tried not to get overwhelmed by the whole thing. What I told myself was, okay, I'm prepared. I got to put a playlist together of my favorite songs. I get to go in and play DJ and I get to make new friends. Like I took the perfection completely out of the equation. They're not looking for perfection. Don't think you got to deliver perfection. And, um, and I think that just enjoying the journey of teaching. Here, don't feed the dog. <laughs> I see her holding her fist next to the dog. Like you want some of this? <laughs> um, I think that just knowing that everybody that you've seen who's successful, that you admire in the industry, that you want to be like, they, they've felt everything that you're feeling. I've had classes that are disasters. I've had people who really made me feel, I've allowed for them to make me feel like I should quit, like I was awful, like I didn't know what I was doing. I've had days where I'm like, this freaking rocks and I love it. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And it will, it will give you, it will give you all the highs and lows, but what you make it mean is up to you. So if someone comes up and says they don't like your class, that's okay. You don't like every class you go to. I mean, think about it. You don't. If they say they don't like that song, that's okay. You don't like every song you listen to. So just allowing um, for your students and the people who come to your class the same freedom that you allow yourself when you walk into a class and to substitute, you're kind of disappointed. So it's okay. I tell people when they go into a class and they are subbing a class, I say, I tell them, never apologize for it. Yep. Never apologize for doing the work to be prepared to teach a class. Never. You go in, you give props to whoever's class you're subbing for. Like, hey, everybody, I'm so excited to be teaching you today. Emily was out of town. She's amazing. And she says that this class is so fun. So I am so excited to be here with you to have the best time ever. So then all of a sudden, they're very like. Dang, very different conversation than apologies. Oh, Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, we do rock. We are high energy. We are so fun. Emily already told that her that we are fun. So now we got to deliver that rather than, oh, sorry, Emily's not here today. You're already like excusing why you showed up and were prepared. So just, you know, don't make it, don't make it something it's not. And uh, have a thick skin and a big heart. That was kind of like a mantra that I had. Thick skin, big heart. Let things roll off, but don't let that ruin your ability for loving people. And you 
you love them, they will love you back. And it's my students truly who've gotten me through some of my darkest days because they didn't know that they were dark days. I showed up as the instructor and they gave all this great energy and they just smiled at me. They said, thank you. And they have no idea the impact. I'll never be able to tell them and express to them the impact of how they changed my life. Yes. I love that. And I, and I think that's amazing advice. I think just remembering, yeah, don't apologize for being who you are. Show up yeah. as your best self. And then love the thick skin, big heart. Very, I'm getting like Brene Brown vibes a little bit. <laughs> love so much. Um, but all of it. Thank you. Thank you Thank so much. You. Thank you for, for sharing your wisdom and your experience. Um, oh, what were you going to say? I'm just so happy. I've been, I love watching all the things that you do. And I think one of the reasons why people connect so well with you is your realness and your rawness and your ability to be so real while also like pushing yourself for excellence. And it's very inspiring for people to Everybody who follows you on Instagram, everybody who's listening, like they feel like they're your friend and they admire you and they want to be like you because that is, that is just who you are. You have such a great way to connect with people and to give them value and to be a, a great example through all of your, all of your, you know, now you're pregnant. I know exactly what that's like. You're in the fitness industry and pregnant and you're like, I don't feel much like a fitness instructor right now. And that is just so it's, it's absolutely relatable. You know, thank you. Thank you. I do feel very circular at this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> We're shaping yeah. thing. But no, thank you for saying that. And tell the people because they're all going to want to know where they can find you. And I would love for you to even like share the fun road if that's yep. okay with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. So uh, you can find me on castmartin.com. That's K-A-S-S-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. So I teach virtual classes three times a week. I have a, like a Zumba class membership. That's all virtual. You can tune in from anywhere. I also do coaching. So what's interesting is the fitness world led me to the personal development coaching world. And I got my health and uh, life coaching certifications. I loved going back to school for that because I realized that all the questions that people have for me, like in these long lines of convention, <laughs> rarely were they questions about music or movement. They are questions about life. Yeah, and that every person who has success in their field has had to tackle the mental game. And, uh, because the world will eat you alive if you don't. So that mental fitness is so important. So it led me into my best friend and partner and Steve, who says that motion creates emotion. Uh, we have a company called the fun road and we do group coaching. We have a bunch of online products of even like about boundaries and about being healthy, selfish to take care of you. So you can give that energy to other people that is on Cass and Steve.com. That's K-A-S-S-A-N-D-S-T-E-V-E.com. And uh, I recently have started doing mom coaching groups. And it's 21-day groups. It's called How Mama Got a Groove Back. And it's for anybody who is a mom of teens, tweens, newborns, and adults. Because when you are in a caretaker position and you are so used to waking up and thinking about everybody else first before yourself oftentimes you can forget um to take care of yourself you can forget to focus on your happiness you can forget to prioritize yourself into your day and into your agenda because sometimes poopy diapers take urgency over what you want to do and uh, that's been a very rewarding project that i've been doing because being a mom and giving your there you go giving yourself permission to also have big dreams and to be creative and to have your own hustle. Uh, it takes work and it takes making it a habit to bring you back in. 
And so it's even for people who are totally in their groove, but they want to stay in it. And that also is on castmartin.com under coaching. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) I love it. And then, yeah, like you said, Instagram website. Yep. Oh yeah. Cast Martin on Instagram. And uh, we are, so I have a bunch of things uh, with Steve and the fun road. And then I'm also launching a podcast with my sister. So we're going to talk about, we're going to bring a little bit of the, uh, the, you can, you'll feel like you're at a girl's night with us (laughs) on our podcast. So um, yeah, you can find all of that on, on Instagram and I'm not too good at Facebook, but Instagram, I try and keep up on. I love Instagram. Yeah, well, me too. Again, Thank you for being here. I'm so excited and we're going to be show or posting all the links to all the things Perfect. to find you, your coaching. I'm going to be signing up for your coaching. And yeah, girl. With Emily. And so thank you again for being here. Thank you. You're amazing. I uh, was very flattered that you asked me to be here. So I'm happy to be here and we'll, we'll do it again. Yes. All right. Goodbye. All right. Hey, bye.